All right, we're uh, we're recording at this present time in the studio. MMA unraveled. So, yeah. So uh, there's lots of stuff going on in the MMA world. Actually, it seems like there's not a lot going on, but there's a lot going on. A lot of bullshit going on. What do you What do you think? What do you What do you, What kind of bullshit? Tyron Woodley complaining. Tyron Woodley is kind of a bitch. I told you about that He's time. A bitch I, all I mean, the way. I told you about that time I met him, and he was just like, oh. <laughs> "I'm like, dude, you're here, like, paid to talk to me right now. Be a nice guy." And I actually took a picture with him. It's on my Instagram, but whatever. Your boys. Yeah, we go way back. Yeah, Tyron training Floyd. Oh yeah. What do you think about that? You think Floyd's gonna fight in the UFC at all? Seems seems legit. Reportedly applying for his license. I watched the interview where TMZ had him outside somewhere out in Vegas, and he was talking, and he seemed for real about it. Like he didn't seem like he was talking shit. I mean, I would like to see him fight, like see him. But he said his his wrestling was seven out of ten. His kicking was four out of ten. Oh, I know. And his striking ten out of ten, of course. Um, but wrestling seven out of ten for Floyd, that's pretty good. Maybe he's been training this whole time, like old. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like Lomachenko. a rumor I heard that he had been training for like three years or something. I mean, he, doesn't he have a cage in his gym? Probably. I believe I saw a cage. He was in, in that his cage gym. somewhere in that video. I don't know where. He I was. think that was it. You know, that whatever it's house. called, money headquarters or yeah, money gym. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, what, uh, so I think we've talked about this. Uh, definitely going to throw it back out there, but there's this there's this theory, fan theory, rumor that both Donald Trump and Floyd Mayweather reinvented themselves through the advice and consultation of Vince McMahon. Both Donald Trump and Floyd Mayweather? I mean, it kind of makes sense. But... And now they're two of the, they're on top. They're both so on top. They're both top. the mastermind. Yeah. So apparently, so I forget the exact connection, but apparently maybe Vince McMahon used to play a character where all the time he would say, you're fired. And then Donald Trump became the host of The Apprentice where he used the, special, the saying, you're fired. Okay. So there's that. And then also, so like Floyd Mayweather was pretty boy Floyd until well, I can't think until he won the title until after he won the title I can't remember when he started being Money Mayweather but it was a reinvention of his yeah. persona you know mm-hmm. interesting how people do that I mean like let's think of some other people reinvent themselves Shell Sonnen I mean yeah. he was I mean he was not like until he started talking shit and Anderson Silva was out of people to fight I was not following Shell Sonnen at all yeah, I I started following like kind of when he started becoming sort of a big big deal. When he when he invented himself. Yeah. Or reinvented. Like I had heard whatever. of him. I knew there was this good wrestler out there, and he looked like a normal dude. And I was like, oh, he's probably cool. But it wasn't until he started talking where I was like, oh, it's this guy. He is very articulate. I love listening to him talk. About I love stuff. listening to him talk nowadays in his. I'm podcast. so glad he has a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And sick. does these little segments. Uh, that's what. Uh, I think you've seen my little audio recorder over here. I'm waiting on one more piece of equipment. A, uh, I got another microphone. Not like with these microphones, but a USB condenser. Uh, that like, like So like if it was all four of us, like we did the fight companion, just mm-hmm. put it in the middle of the table. Yeah, Bam. that sounds cool. Like right no there. mic stands on the table, just pizza boxes and 
you know, whatever. Yeah, if that works as well as it seems like it would, then... Yeah, no, I mean, Joe Rogan has used one on, I think it's like episode 986 or something. There's this dude that does about, like, cat parasites that humans get. And it's like... calling out Joe Rogan numbers on the episodes. (laughs) Dude, I mean... (laughs) Uh, obviously, um, yeah, I did. I mean, you're much like myself, and that you, I'm like, you've have you seen the new episode, or you're asking me if I've seen it? Yeah, I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. Don't tell me. <laughs> no but, spoilers. Yeah, but no, I mean, okay, so there's been a couple of good episodes. Um, did you, um, did you watch uh, the one where Joe was talking about uh, how he doesn't believe in show money versus win money? I, I saw the headline about that. Yeah, and I didn't hear his like uh, ex- explanation of it. Well, he do- he doesn't think that, and I mean it's a good point. I never really thought about it, but um, so what did he say again? He said he wants show money is good. He said no. He said yeah. He's like they should just get paid the same no matter what. There shouldn't be like two ways to get money. There should be one way to get money and then like the bonuses. But that uh, he said that people don't fight harder for the win bonus. I don't know. That's what he was saying. He said he doesn't think people fight harder either way. They're they're just like fixated on show money, I guess. I don't know. So what's a, what does he care then if they just get extra money for winning? I don't know. What he just thinks fuck, it's Joe? just thinks it's BS. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. I mean, so I said I never really thought about it, but he has he has a problem with it. I always kind of assumed people did fight harder for the win money. And it's it's nice to win. It's nice to get more money, too. I mean, let's yeah, I know. Give them an incentive for doing a good job. Who cares? It's not like they get paid a lot, anyways. Yeah. I mean, uh, most for the most part, the average fighter. Yeah, those like super lower tiered fighters in the organization <laughs> might get like four and four. Like four to fight and four to uh, another four to win. So eight total. Yeah. So they maybe what he's money. saying is you should just get I'll eight total. That both guys should get a total or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, I just like, I thought, I was like, um, I always remark on those things like when I hear them, because it's like I've been, in, I've been in the fight game for a long time. And when I hear something I hadn't thought about them, it's always thought provoking. Well, here's the, there's also guys that kind of like, some people might show up and just not even try just to get the money and that's it. That's it. Case in point, like Bob Sapp nowadays just shows up and then is he still showing up yeah i mean he was at least like a couple of years ago and like very recent man and he just fought alexander Milianenko a couple of years ago and he didn't even what a really shit try show. just shows that up taps out been. gets paid fedor apparently hates that dude <clears throat> and i swear that dude that fought osp uh was it yushinokami or something like that or mm-hmm. so yeah i'm glad you bring that up so did you ever see uh yushinokami get knocked out by anderson silva in the guard with the illegal up kick yeah i saw that that was crazy um but that same th- same exact thing that happened to cora i was just like damn that was crazy yeah but uh, man, what a blatant foul! You know, like it was. I could see back then, like those guys having fought in Pride, and that might—I don't think that was a Pride fight. I think it was like a Rumble on the Rock or um, Jungle, or I can't remember. Anderson Silva fought in like two other promotions out, uh, between like Pride and UFC, where he yeah. fought like Tony Frickland and stuff. But um, that's a pretty blatant foul for that, like everybody I believe knows about. I um, thought Anderson's looked a little bit like. 
he kind of didn't mean mean to. Yeah, see, so like I was like saying, like back then, that was in what, like, I don't know what the hell maybe like '06 or something. Yeah, it was um, kind of like pre Pride. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's just look it up. We have a device right here. Uh, but so like I could see it back then, like they were just coming from like they both had fought in Pride, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yushinokami did, I know, Anderson Silva did. That's what I love about Fight Pass is uh, I get all like we can go watch all Anderson Silva's fights. We can watch this fight we're talking about where he gets up gig. We could probably find that one on YouTube too. Brazilian martial arts. See that crazy video of Anderson Silva like dressed up like a woman, like dancing. I think I have seen that. What strange. the hell? He's a weird dude. He is a weird dude. Uh, professional boxing record. Uh, pay-per-view bouts. What a lot. Uh, so, and Anderson says he's going to stay in the game. What do you I, think? I saw that this week. Um, sure. I mean, he, he, I mean, but then again, he's going to be suspended for four more years. Yeah, I know. So, who cares? If he wasn't suspended right now, then I'd listen to him, but... Let's see. Okay. Yushinokami, DQ, illegal kick, rumble on the rock, 8, January 20, 2006. I got the promotion and the uh, year right. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Welterweight tournament, opening round, Silvo's DQ'd for delivering a kick to an opponent who had his knees on the ground. So, but, okay, so let's look. So he fought in cage rage before that. And then, um, so like within just a few fights before that, he had um, fought in Pride. So I could, I can definitely see that. I'd see being confused over like, imagine, uh, so it's like that in jujitsu and the grappling world and in kickboxing too, like fighting under these different rule sets and not really, you know, you having to train for different rule sets. Mm -hmm. MMA has got, you know, a, a unified rule set anymore. Uh, but it used to not be that way, just as little as 10 years ago. Yeah. So I remember we got an athletic commission to sanction MMA in Arkansas in 2009. I don't know about, like, everywhere else, but we didn't have – MMA wasn't a sanctioned sport. I think that's when they did the last uh, uni unified rules. Well, they made a couple of amendments, but, yeah. So uh, – Man, that uh, Joe Rogan Yo Romero episode was awesome. Was it? I thought I didn't watch it because I didn't hear anything about it. Like I was expecting oh, all dude, this hype to come so out afterwards, good. but then I yeah, that plus people saying like, it was in they Spanish talk... the whole time, and I'm like, yeah. I well, um, <laughs> Joey Diaz cracking me up as a translator in that one too. He was cracking me up too. He had to be all serious so much. I've never seen him be so serious for so much time. At one point, he like translated something to to y'all and, and like just the way he said it he got all animated and he like made a funny sound at the end and Joe, Joe started cracking up I was losing it just watching but uh it was just good you should definitely watch it there's a bunch of good clips from it that I could wa I first watched a few of the clips for some reason like I couldn't find it on YouTube the first day it was on YouTube like I didn't get a notification so but uh yeah it was really good uh, I didn't know. I wasn't charting that Yo Romero was that old. 41? Yeah, damn. And he talks about his training. Man. he. Uh, I heard him talk about how it. he's like, it, it sucks training still at this age. Yeah, so, yeah, he was saying that. Um, what are you thinking about his upcoming fight? Uh, against Whitaker? Yeah. 
One of them's old and one of them was just sick. Well, no matter how old y'all is, we all know, know he's dude, still at he's, the top. Yeah. Like, he ain't slowed down So yet. I'm I'm fascinated, too. So, like, sadly, to and I, I don't want to make any generalizations because, like, historically speaking, I'm, I was not 100% sure on some of this stuff, but I'm just going to throw this out there. So Cuba... You know who introduced pigs to Cuba? Christopher Columbus, who also enslaved tons of natives and shipped them back to Europe and other things. And then, like, so you you get, like, Haiti and Cuba and um, the just the DR. Like, the, all, all of your Caribbean islands basically become these um, hubs for the slave, the transatlantic slave network, right? Yeah. So you get um, people, um, like, for example, Portugal would um, take slaves from the interior of Africa, march them across. Like, here's a breakdown. Like, a hundred bodies, march them to the coast where, like, 30-something die. Then in prison there, another few die. Then they put them on this boat. And then it takes for, for Portugal to ship them to Brazil two years but like the the caribbean uh is like a is going to be a pit stop oh you know so i just lectured over all this but uh yeah i mean so there's like uh particularly like the taino that christopher columbus ran into first um there's a taino population on cuba but so like pretty much one, one of the native people. Yes. Yes. And he just annihilated the shit out of them like a total asshole. Like, damn. Why? I don't know. Because they were vulnerable, man. They were nice. Like listening to how like he described them in his journals. He's like, they're so happy and carefree and smiling and laughing. And so he writes this in his journals. Yeah. And then he's like easily to easily conquerable. Like, uh, we're just going to be able to enslave them. Like, they're gullible. Like, it turns to that. Like, almost immediately, like, greed takes over. Like, they have gold. And, like, here's the most chilling thing I ran across researching all this. Is um, on, like, Christopher Columbus's second voyage, he was four. Um, So he goes back, and, like, that's, like, probably the most... One, I think I think the most violent voyage based off of my research, but again, I haven't done tons of research. It's not like my area. Right. <clears throat> but there's like he he enslaves this. Um, they're enslaving the natives, the Taino, and there's this uh, captain that came on one of the ships with the second voyage that like is in the company, and um, Columbus gives him this native slave girl. And, like, it's the dude that's the captain of this other ship that got the slave girl from Columbus. It's like, he's writing about it in his journal. And he's like, yeah, you know, so we're just looking over there and just gave in to my baser pleasures and, you know, just raped that native girl. And, like, this, like, but how, like, how he described it, it's like, like, it wasn't rape to him at all. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a gift from my bro, Chris. Just gonna take advantage of this. So real they weren't quick. seeing these people as actual other. Like, no, humans. and he was talking about how she was resisting him and stuff, and then and then it's like, oh, and then she started to like it. It's like, no, she didn't, asshole. So was these people like inherently evil, or are they just kind of? Dude, 
they just don't uh, i mean based on the society they came from that's just in their head well you know like way. just during that time conquest was such a and <clears throat> it's such a it's it was such a fuck show because what happens is spain portugal and portugal is not super relevant but uh the dutch i mean they are but not throughout this whole process uh france and you uh that like so like we got into vietnam because of french colonization vietnam's a french colony okay. right so yeah. there's like all of these people get into like hey we're gonna colonize all over here and then we're gonna get this trade network going down here i'm gonna take over here i'm gonna set up a colony here and i took over this and they're doing the same thing in europe and then they start killing each other over these alliances with these monarchies and cousins marrying cousins and syphilis and powdered wigs and it's crazy so what the fuck was happening back then like if if this right like at that point in history kind of like all those people they didn't know shit about them so they're kind of like aliens really yeah so if we today dude he thought he was going to india right so he had no clue really what what was going on and why the hell that's why they're called indians yeah yeah i'd heard that what the hell what the hell that's so funny oh man but we wouldn't do something like that nowadays. Why the hell did they do it then? What was different? you think? You think we wouldn't? No. Like you, if there was a like, say we found like some primitive like maybe species yeah. on Mars, and we show up there now, like everyone here is gonna be like, oh, we need to help them out and hook them up. They'd probably so much, here's something I was talking. Thing, I was talking about this yesterday. Use the Mars analogy. So like, let's say like, what if a civilization? What if Elon Musk puts a civilization on Mars? And they start building cities and stuff, and he nukes the atmosphere, whatever the hell he's got planned, and it works. Yeah. Like, what that's going to be the. So, like, imagine our Wild West, the American frontier, and um, like the guy I had on yesterday, we talked about uh, the frontier a little bit, but it's just like the process of westward expansion, right? Like that whole middle part that, like, from the Louisiana Purchase, like the the, uh, Lewis and Clark expedition, like, Forging, like so imagine like that on Mars. <laughs> yeah, That'd be but but pretty sick. Well, here's the thing too. So like, but you let's just say there's no other life other than what we put there. People suck. So yeah, I don't um, can't really fathom it right what's now. What's that gonna be like? It doesn't make any sense. People to me, I can't see any way people would ever be able to live on Mars. Well, let's just say like let's just say it's off like take mars out of the equation you're going to set a group of people up on an island and this island is going to like you give them all the stuff they need to make the infrastructure on the island and to build shelters and to to you know become self-sufficient and yada yada and and you say hey here are your laws and you put ten thousand people on the island yeah, like, what's that going to look like? And, what, like, when it's far removed from, um, I mean, there's not going to be federal oversight on Mars. You know what I'm saying? There's not good, like, so, like, when, when you're far removed, which I know, like, obviously Hawaii is pretty far removed from the United States and still there's federal oversight, but, you know. They'll definitely will try to be on another planet. The, the government isn't going to just let, whatever happens out there happen because in case they you know run into something where they have some like monetary gains or they have some resources or something that they want i don't think they're just gonna let that happen 
See, that's um, <clears throat> maybe the same thing will happen like the colonial uh, era is uh, everybody gets overextended trying to get a colony over here and fighting wars right here at home. And then, bam, you just bankrupt the empire in Spain and it's becomes the sick man of Europe. That's what all the historians call Spain. Hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not going to happen in space, though. Elon Musk is going to become no the sick man of Mars. Happen in America because there's so many resources, but man, uh, so did you did you watch the Pat Militich podcast? No. Oh, dude, it's really good. So I didn't even know this, but <clears throat> Pat Militich, they talked about the Carlos Newton fight, so that was cool. Have you seen that Pat Matt Hughes versus Carlos Newton? <clears throat> Is that the one where Matthews slammed him and knocked yeah, him yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I want to say I thought we watched that on the podcast for some reason. No, but I'd seen it. I yeah, know. and uh, he talked about waking Matthews up, like crawling over the cage and like rubbing his hair and stuff. But Duke Rufus has a conspiracy podcast, or not Duke Rufus, Pat Militich. They're the same person, but Pat Militich really? has a conspiracy <laughs> podcast. They're essentially the same. Uh, I do get him confused sometimes, but uh, I didn't know that. It's like. Super funny, but uh, he was he was talking on it and riffing on it. But he had a lot of cool stories about like super early days because like Joe was saying and and truth and uh, truthful is like back back when like early days of the UFC, like when it was like pioneering or when Militich was fighting, um, like way before Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner, like it was Militich and it was like Lions Den. Mm -hmm. those yeah, are your main two teams remember them being the big deal back then yeah i mean so that was um they were the dudes yeah it was cool they just had a lot of cool stories um i, I was uh, i really enjoyed it i like i enjoyed the duke rufus episode it's like an older episode on jre mm -hmm. um but uh, i went back and watched it and like they talk about all these super sick tie fights so i like duke rufus i haven't seen that episode though Yeah. There's all the CM Punk come talk coming yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that started because people are speculating him versus Mayweather or if he's just going to be fighting again soon against someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just speculation, so. But, uh. Still say he's been in the gym every day since that last fight working yeah uh well you know it's like how much can you work when your hands are uh, like super trashed like my coach was saying this like when he was wrapping Cora's hand because hers was kind of injured the other night um is that uh more boxers um ha uh, in lose their careers because of hand injuries than head injuries hmm that's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, that. pretty, yeah. I mean, and it, it makes sense. But, um, yeah. I was like, uh, well, I, I never really thought about that either. But, yeah. Like, I, uh, because that's like, that's the thing that, like, remember Conor McGregor? Oh, does it hurt when your hands get cold? <laughs> he's he's like, he's calling that. him old man hands and stuff, like, just making fun of him because everybody knows. I mean, Floyd has had to become the boxer that he is because of injury because he's broken his hand like three times or something maybe he's had like multiple surgeries even so yeah, yeah i remember hearing that 
there's this guy, a kid in my history class, uh, like, you know, I don't want to call him a man. It's like a teen, teenage person. <laughs> not quite person. a, not quite a, a grown up. I don't know. So, um, but uh, he's always wearing this super huge watch, and I like pull up like uh, uh, he's taking a test the other day, and I pulled up this big picture of, like Floyd Mayweather's watch, and I was like, "That's you, dude. That's your watch." <laughs> is it supposed to be cool like Floyd's, or is it? Just no, I, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but I'm like, "Dude, this is your watch, man. You got a Floyd Mayweather watch." So, yeah, keeps me entertained when I'm having to lecture about the scientific revolution. Uh, okay, so what do you think about um, so TJ and DJ is on the shelf? Like this looking like it's not gonna happen at all. Yeah, I hear it's not gonna happen. DJ's uh, uh, shoulders too jacked up. He's got that that shoulder surgery that I want to get. Oh damn! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you looked into stem cells at all? A little bit. Yeah, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what he got. Yeah, that's not, I hear it's the good shit. Yeah. Um, that. Uh, yeah, which he, I mean, if he got a stem cell, um, if he's not getting cut on, that should be um, a way faster recovery. We need to go to Panama and just get the intravenous ones, man. That's apparently what yeah, everybody's doing. I don't doing. know much about the science behind them. Yeah. Uh, I don't either. A buddy of mine got stem cells in his shoulder, though. So, okay, so Pat Melitich was talking about this. He said his, like, shoulder, like, died. And he, like, did this thing where they, like, would like put him on his side and like push here and there and like they basically rerouted his nervous system and like remade the connections that needed to be made and his shoulder got back to 100%. Also, Pat Militich is doing that ultra running that that David Goggins guy, the world pull up uh, record holder, he's uh, like this like super long distance, yeah, like 100 miles in 30 hours and stuff like that. Pat Militich is doing that, yeah, huh. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? All them, all them older guys are getting into that kind yeah, of Yeah, well, nowadays. they are, and they're like, oh, my, you know, I'm pain-free. Like, saying stuff like that. Like, they broke through some sort of physical barrier through running. Like, that Goggins guy was talking about it, too. And, I like, about how hard it was in the beginning. Like, yeah. uh, like peeing blood down your leg while you're running and stuff. But I guess it makes sense, you know. Humans are designed to just run, run like super long distances. So, it, uh, yeah, just it's how it became an Olympic game. Yeah, break through that barrier of the initial getting your body from your day to day life to adapt to that, and then after that, maybe you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't run worth a damn right now, dude. I have I hadn't ran in a while. I was running a while back. You know, I am getting some of those Vibram toe shoes. Yeah, uh, five fingers. Or I used to have some. Yeah. yeah, do you like them? I didn't own them for very long because I was tubing on the back of a boat one day with them on, and the water skipping the back yanked them off. Oh, so I had them for like yeah. a few weeks. But uh, as long as, I mean, I, I could think your feet will adapt to them over time. But as long as your feet kind of have a nice shape to them, they'll be good. My feet are like a little bit fucked up, so they don't like to like, fit in the toes that well. Yeah, but they I, mean, cool I have a wide that. foot. I've heard, I've, I don't know, I've just heard that it's like really good for your foot. And like, I'm, I mean, I've got a few pairs of bands and stuff, uh, but they like they're too they're too narrow. Yeah, and they're super flat too. But I, I don't know. They're probably cool if you're if they work good for your toes. Other than that, like I think if I were to get some like you know minimalist shoes like that nowadays, I would get ones that have a, like a regular toe box instead, yeah. but have the rest of the shoes still be the the same. Yeah. 
What are you getting them for? You're gonna start uh, running or something? Well, yeah, just all this Climbing. like general purpose. You know, around gonna, town. Yeah. Really? Yeah, dude, with my Joe Rogan fanny pack. <laughs> my such birthday's coming. My birthday's coming up. <laughs> I mean, I need a fanny pack. I need some so toe I shoes. I can get with the toe shoes for uh, like physical activities, dude. But I can't get with them for you know fashion. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, if I'm not professing or, or um, you know, that's pretty much. If I'm not professing, I wear sweatpants, you know, so. Yeah. Plus, I also I have these things like man capris. No. <laughs> you know, like, but like they're kind of they're kind of baggy. More like more like a pirate pants. Like they're super cool in Europe, right? They're like, like pirate pants. Are, you know, they're like kind of baggy. Like, like if I cut off some of my sweatpants, you know. I, I just call them man capris because they, they're kind of like three-quarter length. They don't like <laughs> tight like yoga pants or anything. I mean, at least I don't wear Brendan Schwab shoes. I don't know what he wears. Oh, you remember after the uh, – it was either after or before the Connor Floyd. He was talking about wearing these things with the Khaleesi buckle. and he, Oh, yeah, dude. Wait, I got I got to show you Brendan Schwab shoes. Okay, I'm, uh, it, it, so I think he was wearing these at the Mayweather fight. Schaub usually dresses Shaw pretty shoes. fresh, and so I'm yeah, this was well. Cool. Joe Rogan was giving him shit about it. He might have done like you know one thing, right? Yeah. Look at that. That he he called. They like were talking about Game of Thrones, which you, That's not you cool know, I know. It's, but uh, he's calling that the Khaleesi buckle. What is this like, little thing on the back right here? Some type of bug. <sighs> That's strange. Yeah. <clears throat> Every Excellent. once in a while, people think they can pull something off that they can't. So, I mean, yeah. I guess he gets his one try, but it failed. I'm glad Joe gave him some shit for it. Yeah, it was funny. Like, I was losing it when they were talking about it, for sure. Um. So, what... Uh, did you speaking of Joe Rogan? Uh, did you see where uh, they were talking about his feud with Carlos Mancia? I don't know the details. I didn't. It's crazy. Like so, apparently Carlos Mancia stole a joke from Ari Shafir and other people too, and it's like known in the in the comedic community. And they were at the comedy club one night. This is back when Polly Shore's mom was still running it, I guess. And I know that, like, she's still um, she's somewhat involved, but I think she has Parkinson's. So they were there, and um, Joe Rogan calls him out and, like, gets up on stage, and they're arguing. And um, Carlos Mencia calls Joe Rogan a bitch. And it's just, oh, like, man. there's all this, like, and then, like, Ari Shafir comes up there, and he's like, oh, I've never even done... Uh, I've never even done a show with Ari, and it's like boom! It like in the whoever put that video up, it like cuts to a video of. Uh, this is a video I watched after the uh, the podcast, but it cuts to a video of like Ari opening for for uh, Mencia, and um, so Joe Rogan got banned from the comedy club for that though for seven years. Like Mitzi, the the Paul Shore's mom said that he could come back, like that night gave him a spot, and then they called him said he couldn't come back, that um, he was banned, and then his management called and dropped him all over that incident. 
Oliver calling him out for being a plagiarizer. I wonder if that's just a really big deal in that comedy world. Like uh, they like, said they should have handled it. They, they wanted it to handle it. like It's like the lowest of low to say yeah. to another comedian. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's the lowest of low to do. That's why I'm not into like Tony deal, Robbins. Yeah. So, <clears throat> okay. So, uh, where were we before that? Uh, I was on... Shoot, I don't know. Did we talk about Bellator? No, we didn't mention anything. What do you think about that? Mirko Kokop? Uh, sounds, uh, I, I don't think about Mirko yeah. <laughs> Well, I did think about him a little bit the other day because <laughs> I listened to Kale's take on Coker signing him. And then yeah, so... People bitching that he signed a dude that's suspended for banned substance. So, yes, and... Okay, so the backstory on that is this, and I didn't know this. Um... Krokop got suspended for admitting that he took some prescribed HGH. Yeah, something some like HGH, some type of growth hormone that's banned. But he passed the test. He passed the test. So he never had a failed test. Right. So he was um, disciplined, I guess, by uh, – he wasn't disciplined by a commission. He USADA. Was, yeah. So he's in the USADA's banned pool right now. Yes. Or he has been for around two years, yeah. I guess. So, but apparently he's um, fighting on Bellator, and it's a non-issue. Yeah, he's been fighting overseas since then, and Coker signed him, and now he's going to fight in Bellator because apparently his band will be up soon. Sounds yeah. good to me. I mean, good for him. Yeah. And like Kale said, his integrity is rematching Roy Nelson, right? Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Hmm. Probably be a shit fight, but okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... So, yeah, Roy Nelson's out of that heavyweight tournament, so that makes sense. I want to see Justin Wren fight again. I still haven't seen this Justin Wren guy fight. I've heard lots of good things about his humanitarian efforts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I've heard lots of good things about you about that and uh, – or from you about that and his fighting, but I haven't seen him fight yet. Um, you know, uh, Brian Cowan was on uh, Joe Rogan talking about African tribes the other day. Oh, yeah? And uh, he was talking about the pygmies, and that came up. I uh, was like, what Justin says, he digs wells for the pygmies. Mm -hmm. But, like, apparently the pygmies, like, the smallest people, um, like, they have the smallest average height person of yeah, any, anywhere on small. earth. But, like, apparently, like, right next door, you have, like, the tallest people that, like, are, like, seven and a half Francis feet. Francis Ngannou's tribe is right next yeah, door. Yeah, right next door. Right next door. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, Super interesting that you got the smallest, uh, smallest people and the biggest people living in the same region, yeah. Yeah, like on the same continent, even, but like, yeah, next door to one another. Africa is a really strange place, you yes, know? it is. My sister's there right now, she's really? been there for a while, yeah. Do you know they still like kill like albino people there? Yeah, it's yeah, I've up. heard that. Super fucked up, I've heard that. Yeah, it makes me like really weirded out to hear some of the stories she has from being over there. Yeah. <clears throat> she brought this book home about it, like a children's book. I forget what it was called. Something really twisted. Like warning you about it or like It's like a awareness. story about this albino kid that's like on the run constantly because everywhere he goes, people want to kill him. And they're like limbs and shit are worth like thousands of dollars so they can sell them because they're like, uh, have some magic in them apparently is what people think. Yeah. That's, uh... Dude, uh, people have done like I, I like back on that same uh, sort of um, uh, 
same sort of thing as like the Salem witch trials and stuff, that same era. You get uh, people, but man, anytime there's a little bit of extremism, people just boom, take that yeah, shit way weird. too far. It's weird. Uh, we were talking about uh, like Hausnick came on the podcast earlier and we did um, a couple of different spots. He did this thing. It's like YouTube released this thing where yesterday where you can't do certain gun related shit on the podcast. Yeah, there's actually been like all these tactical pages that were getting pulled down. Yeah, I've heard stuff about that. YouTube and Reddit has been cracking down on shit like that. Yeah. It really kind of sucks, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it, it, well, and I mean, Facebook started, I guess, on the marketplace before that. So makes, um, I mean, it, it's it's been coming, I guess. And people like, so like even like Hazek was saying, it's like it's a slippery slope when you start saying, well, oh, when you take this away, you're going to take that away. But it's like um, it it is gradually moving down the slippery slope, it seems, mm -hmm. on a yeah. lot of these things that, like, if at first is like you can't sell, like, that's Facebook, you can't sell guns on the marketplace. And then um, they said you can't have, be involved with anything that contributes to direct sale of firearms or um like accessories, bump stocks, the instructions on the assembly of, or, but it's just like, and a lot of people are speculating. It's like, well, then what are we, are you going to um, demonetize us debating over whether or not um, states should submit their uh, mental health records to federal agencies? Um, and you know, kind of that that whole thing. It's like, are you gonna are you gonna demonetize people or pull their videos off or flag their channel for having those sorts of conversations? Because that's what a like, podcast is supposed to be is like a an uncensored, free form conversation. It's just like whatever. Yeah. You know, and uh, so like my thing is like, well, they're they're in, are they infringing on that? And like, are people a lot of people lost their YouTube pages in the last couple of days over it? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They definitely are infringing on it. But then again, it's their website, so I guess they can do what they want. Yeah, do that. A lot, a lot of stuff going on right now. It's an interesting time. <clears throat> Indeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm not concerned because it's the Internet. We'll find another platform. Who's out, Whoever's out there that wants to talk about whatever the fuck they want to talk about, we'll find somewhere else to talk about it, and people will find them. Let's see what uh, there was a couple other things going on. Oh, um, so Alexander Gustafson says he's going to be fighting for an interim title. Alexander Gustafson's been pissing me off lately. He's such a he's like a bully. He's just talking shit to all everyone when they're down. In the eyes and shit. Yeah, I'm like shut the hell up. Dude hasn't fought in forever. And then he, what? Who's he trying to fight now? He's trying to call out someone. Um, I don't know. I didn't hear. He was trying, oh, Luke Rockhold. He was trying to call out Luke Rockhold. And I'm like, and then he's making fun of Daniel Cormier for, he's like, oh, he's taking that fight with Stipe. It's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? And then he's, because, I mean, obviously he's fighting Stipe. is like the hardest fight for him. I can't think of anyone else tougher than that. But then Gustafson's sitting here trying to call out a middleweight coming out of a loss. So Gustafson's a bitch. Yeah. He needs to shut the hell up. Come Every time on, he talks shit, it's lame. I used uh, to like the guy. Like he, he's just, you, you want to like him, but yeah, he's yeah. just he's a douche. There's another um, 
another fight that's coming up that uh, they're hyping. Uh, Dude, they announced uh, Stephen Till versus Darren. That's exactly Stephen Thompson versus Darren. Yeah, Till. that's exactly. It's, I don't think it's been officially confirmed, but um, the yeah, UFC Liverpool. That'll be sick. Yeah, yeah. super sick. Well, um, so what? Okay, so UFC 223 is. Um, let's see what that's looking like. That's another thing, man. That's it's because I'm like recording into this device right now. I'm sure, but I'm gonna I'm looking forward to building that supercomputer because I just uh, I don't oh. know if it's multitasking or what, but I have been and and I keep having to dump my storage like it because like these audio files when I do the audio, um, and then the video files when I do the uploads, and like I have to clear that stuff off repeatedly. What is that? What is the UFC two twenty three? You got the card up? Yeah. What's uh? Who who all's on the card? I know it's uh, they've had it's a couple nice, of fights. Nice card. Um, let's see. Starting from the first interesting one from the bottom, we got Artem Labal versus Alex Caceres. Oh yeah, yeah. The goat, Artem. I love that guy. Evan Dunham versus Olivier Alban Marcier. Joe Lozon fighting on it. Ray Borg, Carolina and Felice Herrig, Ally Quinta and Paul Felder. That's a sick fight. Like both them dudes. Kiesa versus Anthony Pettis. Also yeah, a sick yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. Pettis has been. Uh, That's gonna be a. He's talking about. He's been having like mental problems, like not like mental health, but like just. He was talking about how his last training camp it went really bad. Personal things going on. Yeah. Um, I, man, he was, uh, like such a, like, I remember, like I was such on, I was so big on the Pettis train and then he like lost to Clay Guida and I was like, what? Yeah. He got wrestle fucked and then, yeah, I was like perfect, perfect game plan for Guida. But yeah, he has been just uh kind of hit or miss, um, so to speak as in his UFC career, right? He's kind of one, one well, he loss, went on one that loss, huge one streak loss. and then, uh, got on the Wheaties box and everything. Then got who's the the first guy to beat him was uh, RDA, and it was downhill from there. Got beat by RDA. Got beat by Let's Eddie see, Alvarez. One, two, three, four, five. He is two and five got in his by. last seven fights. Yeah, he's not doing good. But he did. He beat Gilbert Melendez. Submitted him with the guillotine. He beat the Charles Oliveira too, which was a good good win for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was more somewhat recent. That was uh, 2016. Lost to Max Holloway. That makes sense. Uh, beat Jim Miller. Jim Miller's just been in the news. Uh, and then lost to Dustin Poirier because of rib injury. He's lost, I guess, a couple of fights due to injury. And then he's won fights that he's got injured in as well. Yeah. Let's see. Pettis owns a roof. Okay. Along with his business partners. Oh, so Pettis is part owner of Rufus Sport. Interesting. Yeah. Anthony Pettis. What's his brother up to? His brother's fighting someone soon, I think. He just got lo he just got beat by uh, Henry Cejudo his last yeah, fight. Saw that. So they're sa they were saying that um before I think the Dillashaw 
Uh, is that uh, DJ was going to fight um, Cejudo again? Yeah, I heard he that was too. on a four-fight win streak before that. Yeah, he got Cejudo's looking good. His wrestling was on point as usual, but his striking's looking really good lately. He's starting to adopt that side-on stance, kind of McGregor and Sean O'Malley-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Using lots of kicks. And I've been doing that, and I like I've been doing that for a while actually. Like, because uh, I love throwing side kicks, but I've been doing like a longer range, uh, kicking game. Because like Superfoot, uh, Bill Superfoot Wallace, I got to do one of his <laughs> seminars last year, and uh, it was like the, one of the best seminars I've ever done on kicking. That side on stance is badass. For I like to use it like incrementally in fights because bouncing around so much like that yeah. will tire me out. So I use it at times when I want to counter because it's super good for setting the distance. See, I like it against um, it. a southpaw. I like actually, um, I like it in that swing step stuff. Like I'll swing back into that side mm-hmm. stance. I haven't sparred or anything against a southpaw in so long. I don't even know. No one is southpaw yeah. around here. Yeah. I like to switch to southpaw and do it, which is kind of, you know, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so I like that too. For sure. So like, um, and it gets you, it gets like the your lead leg and their lead leg closer, and you can just you can mm-hmm. do that whole McGregor style. Yeah. Um. So did uh did we talk uh at all about like a bit when Big John was on the church? What's happening now? I think you mentioned it. Yeah. So um, he was talking about how McGregor has like a champions clause. Yeah. Where basically, like, he signed a clause when he went into business with Dana White on this Mayweather fight. So that the reason he hasn't been stripped is because his clause and his contract from that fight agreement with Dana White and with the Zufa or whatever. But that's why he hasn't been stripped of the title is because he was allotted a certain amount of time until a certain date. Maybe it's a year from the Mayweather fight. I don't know. But he negotiated it. And Big John was saying that's why he has not been stripped. Sure. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So I wonder if, when they will strip him. That was what was a little. Everyone wants, likes to bitch about McGregor right now, but we, they He's a don't. Man. They don't fail to realize last year he worked his fucking ass off for that Mayweather shit, doing all those shows. And, and, like yeah, five shows. Yeah, for that. and took um, and really took that on a short notice. Yeah, he had the media tour and only like three or four months or something. Yeah, he had to prepare for a fight and then do all that stuff. I mean, he's sitting there getting up in front of thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Millions watching and like doing that little shit talking spiel that had to take a lot out of him. People don't give him the credit. Like, oh, it's been a year and a half since he fought. Well, it was last year he did all that stuff. Probably yeah. a lot more work than a lot of other fighters put in last year. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, um, I'm a fan of his work. Of the <laughs> same. I would like to see him work more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll he'll get around. Yeah, to it. dude, I'll tell you what a badass. And he just was. had a kid too, so. I mean, um, Justin Gagey versus Eddie Alvarez. Conor McGregor fought Eddie Alvarez. I don't think about that. But um, did you watch that at all? Yeah, I watched the shit out of that fight. Yeah, that was... Dude, Eddie Alvarez, what a a master plan that he uh, came up with. Yeah, hooking to the body. Yeah. But it didn't take fucking rocket science to figure out a game plan that's going to beat Justin Gagey, so... Yeah. I mean, everyone knows what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah, brawl. <laughs> I, I got. To, I think I told you. Um, I saw him and Michael Johnson fight live. Holy oh yeah, shit, yeah that, that was crazy. That was a badass fight too. We went. To, we went to um, like the old part of town uh, in Vegas after that, and everybody was talking about it already. It was wild. It was a crazy fight to see live. I was 
losing my fucking mind when I was watching. I was watching on a little by computer, like sitting in my room. Like, no fucking. And then when he went to jump off the cage at the end. I thought he was gonna die. You know. Yeah. He, he yeah, went, yeah, yeah. He fell off it the first time. And goes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't do, do that. It. I thought he was gonna land straight on his head. Oh man. So apparently, um, that guy uh, Bryce that we know, the song that was on the Ultimate Fighter, he is. Um, <clears throat> He's back, or they're but as far as I know, they're done filming the show. Who are you talking about? Bryce what? Mitchell. He was on that. Um, so the Stipe and uh, Cormier Ultimate Fire. Oh yeah, so he was on there. Yeah, the done. undefeated season. Yeah, so and yeah. You he, know him from? He's from Arkansas or something. Yeah, yeah. One of my coaches who will be at this camp tomorrow um, that I'm going to is his coach. This dude is like like a dirty uncle to me or something. It's like. What weight class is he? Uh, Bryce, he's 45er. Did they do, was it all 45ers that season? I don't know. I, I can't remember. That. It was all undefeated people. Yeah, That's all that I makes it cool. Yeah. Because Cormier's undefeated at heavyweight. <laughs> Have you heard of this dude named the violent Bob Ross? No. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he Don looks O'Malley? Like, he, uh. looks like, he looks like Bob Ross. No, he's supposed to be on the Ultimate Fighter. I think he's from Georgia. I know him from... He's fought some people I know back in Georgia. I'm not going to get into that, but he's apparently really good, and there's a lot of fighters hyped on him, and uh, he looks like Bob Ross, and his nickname is the Violent Bob Ross. That's the guy. He's right. gonna. I don't know if he was on this last Ultimate Fighter. He's going to be on it. He's going to be at the fights next weekend. Interesting. Yeah, whatever. I think whatever you know, promo is next weekend here in, in Arkansas, they're like advertising, oh, Violent Bob Ross is going to be here, special guest. Wow. So he's probably an interesting dude to look out for coming up. Yeah, no, I'll have to uh I'll cool have to keep nickname. my ear to the ground. Yeah. Cool. Well, I had this little girl, um, it's a gym named Bridget. And uh <laughs> they've trained with like she's trained with us for like four or five years and she like ten now. But uh she for Halloween dressed up as Bob Ross, dude. Like with the fro yeah. and like this little peppered on like beard thing and, cool. and like had the art going it was it was hilarious so bob ross is the man. shout out to bridget and bob ross for real well uh yeah anything else exciting in the mma world going on we need to uh get out in the open get our feelings out yeah yeah well um yeah well, I guess let's wrap this up so I can call the post office and try and track my package. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something Fun times. <laughs> Fun times. It's going to be good either way, but, yeah. So, uh, right on. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, appreciate uh, it. Yeah, enjoy the outage. Yeah. Can we talk about the outage? I think so. Okay. <laughs> as far as There's I know, like I hope FERPA, so. <laughs> FERPA requirements or Title Nine or something. Uh, outage, man. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, man. Appreciate you coming on. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace.